0: Hi, this is Tyler Schnutie, and you're listening to On Your Way Out, a podcast of Providence Church. On this platform, we're having conversations with members of our community and beyond about making more and better disciples of Jesus, and what it means for us as we leave the walls of the church building and enter the world. So welcome into the Provcast. All right, thanks for joining us. i um, really excited this week uh, to have on my friend Eric Van Ravensway. Um, And if you're listening to us, whether it's from your cars or maybe your household or you're with your families, um, we're just praying for you. We've been praying for our church a lot these last few weeks, and we hope that through this podcast, you're continuing to just think about the vision of our church and the vision that we hold as disciples of Jesus. And Eric is someone who I've always seen in my life as just a, a really bright, shining face and a positive person. and. He's an elder here at Providence, if you don't know him, and him and his family. Well, how long have you guys been coming to Providence, now?
1: Three years now. Do you
0: Three believe years. that? Three years. That's crazy. I feel like you guys just came, like, through the doors. You know
1: what? It did until it didn't, you know? <laughs> and so uh, for the first couple of years, sure, you know, there's something new to discover mm-hmm. every time we come through the door. And I think over that time, now it's come to feel a bit more like a community. Yeah. And that's, um, that's cool. That's cool. I just awesome. need to see that happen.
0: That's a huge part of why you want to be a part of a church.
1: Yeah, I, I think it is, you know, Um it's something that we hold very, you know, dear to to ourselves and our, and our values for a family. Um, also, it's where I find a lot of support. So I think it's kind of funny as hmm. we get into our conversation. Um, I'm a really odd person. I think to have on this call, <laughs> or, or this, uh, on this podcast. <laughs> Why would you say that? Um, because I think everything we're going to talk about is stuff that I feel really challenged by. Which is perfect. I think that, I think that's perfect. I know you say that, but I, I <laughs> smile right now because uh, you know. Again, I, I think it's a really odd call, but um, you know, the the force or the the foundation behind that is really kind of it's it's the community, right? And I think when you're finding ways to see folks on Sunday, but also on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, it just does something to hmm. kind of just just elevate, you know, just yeah. to give you strength and allow you to have the conversations and the interactions yeah. that you need to have.
0: Well, I'll say that I think the reason why we wanted to have you on is because even though you may not be an expert on any of this, I think you represent as you do as just a part of our community, somebody who is wrestling with some of these things and thinking about things maybe for the first time in a different way. And that I think is reflecting all of us. So I think our conversation is not meant to be us saying, Hey, we have this figured out and we're experts on this. Here's what you need to know. But Hey, we're walking in this with all of you together. So, um, I think that's perfect. Um, so what has been your, um, just briefly, experience in a couple ways, for those that don't know you, as being an executive elder at church, mm-hmm. maybe um, what kind of led you to that? How did God kind of bring you to that place in here at the church? And then maybe briefly explain um, what you do for for your living at Makatawa Bank.
1: Yeah, no, those are, uh, I think it's a great spot to start. Um, you know, so I've been on the executive elders board going on on one year right now, and um, we're just over a year. And so it's it's been a, really kind of a, a neat experience, although I have to admit it was an experience that, um, that I was really surprised to be approached with hmm. and, and one that, um, you know, really took a, a little bit of thought just, you know, how would I fit in and how would my family fit in and could I really, you know, could I give back um, or make that worthwhile for Providence? And so over the last year, what I would really kind of would say is that it's been just a really unique opportunity to get to know the people that worship here Mm -hmm. and to develop one-on-one relationships with the staff. I mean, this is a perfect kind of example right here. You and I have been hitting lunches up for... About, geez, about a year now. Yep. And uh, you know, I don't know if you and I would have gotten to know each other quite as naturally if Probably it wasn't not. for this role. Probably not. So for me, um, I, I just thought it was a really unique way to become personally invested and for my yeah. family to get personally invested in Providence. Awesome. Uh,
0: and then how about, um, t- talk about a little bit about what you do at, at the bank.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I work at Macatella Bank, and I'm um, uh, fortunate enough to lead our, our wealth management team. So we, um, in, in a nutshell, um, we're a group that has the opportunity to work with a number of businesses, with business leaders, um, another, a number of just people in our community here. And it's unique, and I won't go kind of into what we do on a daily basis, but it's unique because the nature of the job is that we get to participate in the celebrations and also the trials mm-hmm. of each of our clients' lives. Mm-hmm. and. Um, through that, you you just you really have an opportunity to develop some very unique, some very deep, authentic relationships yeah. with uh, the people that live in your community.
0: That's cool, and I feel like that's almost a very interesting kind of doorway into people's lives because that can be some pretty high, like intensity situations that you're kind of walking with them with, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, on the celebration side, it's uh, it often has to do with it's a reflection of life's work. Mm-hmm. It may have to be maybe a reflection of of growing and sustaining a business right. or figuring out how that ends up getting passed on to friends or yeah. to children yeah. or wherever else. So yeah, there's a lot of really neat things. Mm-hmm. Um but also there's elements of struggle. Sure. You know, there's uh there's spiritual challenges, there's disease, there's death, and there's life events that happen to all of us. And in my team's really at its core, its job is to help support our clients through these, these transitions. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's funny to me because before we moved back to West Michigan, and we had lived in Chicago for 15 years, uh, I had an opportunity to work with a handful of the largest banks in the U.S. Hmm. And in a big city, it's so much about the numbers. You right. can talk to someone every day, but you really may not get that opportunity to really develop that depth of a relationship. Yeah. yeah. And here in Holland, it's almost the opposite. There's a expectation that you are, are, that you know what you're doing. Hmm. Um, but I really feel that the quality that West Michigan brings out, it's, it's very authentic. It's very much about the relationship. Yeah. Do I trust whoever I'm working with um, is in a position to, you know, to be able to support me and my family?
0: Right, right. Well, I think that's, so, that's such a cool role for someone to be in as we're talking about our mission as a church. And I kind of want to maybe just start by asking you, um, you know, in walking with people in that way, um, wealth management, what is something that, as we've been talking through our our vision or mission statement that we have on the wall as a church the past couple of weeks, um, you know, what's God been speaking to you personally about that, um, and maybe specifically, have you been thinking about how that has impacted your work relationships with some of those people, or how you're even entering to some of those conversations and? You know, there's always kind of that tricky balance of like, this is kind of my professional life. How much of this can I really speak into? But at the same time, we were even talking before we hit record on this, that we don't feel like we want our, like, our evangelism to be this kind of side project. We want that to like encompass everything about who we are. So what does that mean for you as we've been talking about that mission of making disciples as you think about your work and your relationships with some of those clients?
1: I feel balance is a very key element of this. And there's there's a couple different types of balance. One is I, for myself personally, I, I think it's tough because I'm always asking myself, am I am I doing, am I overly assertive, am I trying too hard to develop a relationship hmm. with somebody, or vice versa, am I not doing enough? And that becomes incredibly magnified when faith comes into that mix as well. Um, all of a sudden, a little issue seems very overwhelming, right? Right. right. And then there's also the balance where there's certain there's different aspects in all of our lives that I think make us interesting and unique and in some way that that may have to do with you know your church or your worship relationship it may have to do with your family relationship work community but all these things kind of come together and if one is overpowering the others it well it gets kind of messy right yeah yeah definitely so I'm smiling now because you're the music guy but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that like I always see it at, like a, a symphony right where if, yeah. uh, you know, if one section of the winds are out, you know, are, right. are overshadowing the percussion, then it's just the
0: trumpets are always too loud. So yeah, that's, that's the problem.
1: We'll have to <laughs> we'll bookmark that for another discussion. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, so no, I think just to me, it's it's about having that balance, and I really for think sure. it's a mindset of um, what I've been hearing from God lately is just make yourself available.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, continue doing what you do. Throw show an authentic interest in people. Mm-hmm. Um, develop relationships and you know, just I'll open the door, you walk through it. When there's an opportunity for a discussion, um, just be totally. willing to have
0: it. That's a great way to put it, I think, because like we were saying, it sometimes feels that we have to kind of go into a certain mode, like we got to turn on that part of us spiritually, and we have to kind of figure out exactly the right thing to say in this moment to try to lead them to the Lord right in this moment. And a lot of times, I've noticed that in The times where I felt like I have been, and who's to say, but where I felt more successful in some of those conversations is when it's with somebody that, one, I know already pretty well, someone who trusts me, and we a lot of times I'm not even the one that initiates any of that discussion. It's just I'm talking to somebody that I know or I'm talking to someone that I have a relationship with, and the door is just kind of opened in some way, and it's usually not on me. It's usually on the spirit or maybe it even on the other person that wants to get into some of that stuff. So I like just saying just make yourself available, right? And you don't have to force things, but just be, I think, when we're totally I don't know, surrounded by people that, May or may not know the Lord. We we start to see them in that way, and if we're just there for them, and we're there, you know, in in those ways, whether it's a client or whether it's a family member, just make yourself available, and I think God will open so many doors for you to start having those conversations with people. You know,
1: you say it so much more eloquently than I could. <laughs> I don't like, think so. I, I think I just referred to it as, as it's an incredibly humbling process. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, for me, Eric Van Ravensway um, is not at all complete or even fully capable in many of these situations. But, you know, I think when it's you kind of make your mind and your heart and your soul and your body available, um, it's kind of interesting how, to your point, it's not a planned conversation. Yeah. Like sometimes the best conversations, the most authentic conversations, are ones that just kind of bubble up from someplace yeah. that was completely unexpected.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Um, and, and that's not to say that there's there's not situations where you really feel a prompting to just like – kind of do something that feels out of place or like um, maybe you're breaking some kind of social norm. Like I think there also are ways where there's a really specific um, moments that that can happen as well in a more direct way. Um, But I think it's also important to realize that it's not always that way. And I think almost more often it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just have to be, we just have to be willing to yeah engage in conversations with people. And like we talked about last week with Mike and Julie, a lot of times there is that initial barrier sometimes with people, depending on how you know them or, or where they're at with, with the Lord or anything like that, where um, you have to kind of break through the ice to kind of start having that conversation. But everybody has feelings about spiritual matters, whether they really verbalize it or not. And sometimes you just have to start talking with them, and a lot of times it just starts coming out, and you, mm-hmm. don't, even, you don't even have to push too hard. you know.
1: Isn't it weird? I, I think I've learned in my life that if you really truly pray for something, um, God will in one way or another provide um, but I also sincerely believe that God has a, a very u- evolved sense of humor hmm. because I'm yet to find anything be delivered in the package or the timing that I expect <laughs> oh yeah and, and I think it's like that with um, with missional conversations as well hmm. you know Eric van Ravens way me I want to go have that conversation today um, but it starts with understanding what are your hobbies what books do you read tell me about your kids right mm-hmm. and then at some point through a relationship which maybe months years, maybe shorter, but whatever the timeline is, um, you find those common accords. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this last year's been just a great example because parents, we all have the same concerns for our kids and how to protect them and how to keep, you know, positive. And when you start talking, that inevitably leads to a sense leads to a conversation about faith, right? Yeah. Totally. Either you're relying on it and it becomes a conversation about, wow, you know, maybe we can partner up and kind of support each other through this journey. Um, or you may be looking for it or frustrated with it, which is Another right. important conversation to have as well. All of
0: those things are all in play, and yeah. they're all good to be like talking through with people.
1: You know, would you ever imagine that this summer, like the most important conversations in life, happen at bonfires or in driveways yeah, right? or you know on a back porch? It's yeah. just uh, it's kind of unique how things it have uh, evolved.
0: Is. But I think it's it's ordained. I think it's it's purposeful that we're we've been in that place, and I've seen a lot of really fruit out of the un. I don't know the. The, the different kind of year that we've had, there's been mm-hmm. so many, like even this podcast probably wouldn't exist without COVID. I, I can connect those dots, but like that is true. And so um, even just being able to sit down and have conversations with people about some of these things, I think is a a product of what this year has brought us of just we've kind of felt the need to just have connection with people in a different way. So I think a lot of people are feeling that whether you're a part of a church or, or not. So, so here's a question for you. Um, you know, we're talking about the three E's that we we want to engage with as a church. Um, in the first, the last couple of weeks, we've talked about encountering God daily and engaging our church, and then uh, this week, we're um, talking about entering the world. Um, for yourself, which of those do you feel is your weakest link, and why do you feel that way about it? Which is a very hard question.
1: <laughs> it is. Um it's the enter. I mean, it's the third E, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, I think it's the it's, it's the most challenging. It's the one that we have the least control over, or at least that I feel I have the least control over. You know, um, I, I can encounter God. I can get up early. We were talking before the podcast about getting up and finding yeah. time for one-on-one time. And, um, you know, I think we all encounter these opportunities in life, but actually being able to have that faith and to be able to let go and say, okay, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I'm, I'm willing... Um, to really run and to go through this, uh, entering into a relationship with somebody, I think is uh, is the cha- most challenging, and it's it's crazy to me. And you'll, you'll find when I speak, I'm also I'm often very visual, but hmm. it's kind of like the set bump spike of life, right? Yeah. Because if you're doing a the first bit. two, this should be the finishing shot. A little I bit. Mean, this should be the fun part,
0: right? That's so true, and it's like if you. If we if you just bump it and set it, but then you don't touch it, then it's like, what was that? Was that what's the point of the bump? That was a really great bump, but no one spiked it. Oh my gosh, I mean, <laughs> you know?
1: I, I got the visualization right now. I mean, just watching the volleyball hit the ground and yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Well, that that is so true. I think because we've talked about these three things, and we can com- in our heads sort of compartmentalize them and say like, well, I did two out of three. That's pretty good, you know. Um, but in reality, these are all connected to one another. Um, and the Great Commission, and I think the way that we spend our time on earth is really meant to advance the kingdom that's the mm-hmm. ultimate mission that we have as a church and so you're right if that if that entering the world isn't a part of our lives ever then i think we are totally missing something in in how we're living i think one of the things that maybe makes it feel harder or or at least different maybe than especially encountering God, at least in the way that that we think about it. And actually, David and I kind of riffed on the idea that encountering God is so much different than just a personal devotion time, but it's also, we said, it's like, it's all of these together, it's encountering Mm -hmm. God. We encounter God through people. Um, But entering the world is a very specifically sort of selfless Action. Whereas encountering God can feel like I am being filled by this time with the Lord. Um, and we feel like that has kind of personal effects for um, how our, our day goes. And, and you know, we want to be rooted in Christ and that affects us. Whereas entering the world is a total self denial and saying, like, this is not about me. This is about reaching the lost, um, which I think we all can agree that that's what we want to do. Um, but sometimes it's hard to actually start living that out because there's a little bit of a change in your, your heart's direction where you're starting to think about others before yourself. You know what I mean?
1: It, it's that whole sent and send conversation, right? Yeah. You know, if we believe, which I, I truly do believe that we've all been sent here um, for a purpose, then we're expected, you know, I believe in God's kingdom, we're expected to send ourselves out there, right? Mm-hmm. And to really allow ourselves to be used. Um, I also, and I just kind of go back to this, Tyler, It's really challenging sometimes because I think we put unrealistic expectations on ourselves, right? Totally. And I go back, you know, it it starts with like, hey, have you read a good book lately? (laughs) Or, you know, something just a commonality, right? Yeah. Um, It has to build into – it doesn't have to build. That's the wrong way to put it. But I think there's a natural cadence to this process. Totally. And just let it go. Let it go at its pace, right?
0: Exactly. People almost, I think we live probably even more in this area because um, um, people probably have more relationships with Christians here maybe than other parts, at least from in comparison to where I come from, more on the east side of the state. But it's almost like people, I always find this tendency, maybe I'm wrong to think about it this way, but I almost feel like people can sniff it. Like if you try to go in too hard, like they know what you're trying to do, you know? And so... And, and that's not fair to say, because I think I think like I said, I think God works in those very specific direct ways as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I've said, and I think what you're alluding to as well is that, um, in my in my experience, having just those normal conversations with people, you almost have to start on that on the, that that human to human level and just sharing your life experience and share how your day is going, what you yeah. have for breakfast, and um, I think when that element of, of trust between you and that person is, starts to form, then it's a lot easier to start to enter into some of that deeper things because they know you as a person a little bit. Uh, as opposed to just an evangelist like, you know, approaching you on the street with like a card, you know what I, I mean?
1: I totally agree. I think if you can make it as simple as having an authentic interest in other people, it's going to be amazing to see what doors are opened up. And yeah. we kind of talked a little bit earlier, but you know, maybe it's not my responsibility to cultivate the opportunity, but just to be aware. And if mm-hmm. God opens that door to kind of to, our con- to enter through it, right, uh, to kind of go in that direction.
0: Absolutely. What do you think, um, thinking about this um, for you as, as a parent and as someone who has, um, you know, a family, um, how has thinking through this vision and mission affected you and, and your household recently, like the last few weeks as we've been talking through this? <laughs>
1: Okay, there's two sides, and they're both very, very different. Hmm. Um, one is very, very excited, and it's the kind of excitement. Um, I don't know exactly what I'm excited for, but I love the opportunity, and I love kind of the discussions around how do we, you know, how do we engage in mission work here in the community, right? Um, the other is a little bit fearful, um, hmm. and I'll be really open with that. It's, uh, it's kind of comes back. I mean, everything we've talked about. You know, am I equipped to have these conversations? Um, Am I willing to give up some of my time or to make a sacrifice to engage? Um, What does it look like if I reshuffle my priority list? Mm -hmm. And that's, um, I mean, at the end of the day, through our family conversations, we've kind of we've come to the conclusion that wow, this is what we've been hungering for. Hmm. But yeah, first reaction was like, that sounds awesome. Holy cow, that sounds a little scary. Yeah, you know, it's it's that shuffle back and forth.
0: Yep. And that's interesting. I think that's true of so many things that are of God, where you know, there's sort of a, a cognitive part of it of understanding and, and sort of believing in something, and then there's kind of the, the hands actually doing it part of it, where the mm-hmm. rubber meets the road. And usually, where it's things can get stuck in the cognitive part, and they never reach the point where now I'm going to actually go make a change in my life oh, right. because that's where it actually requires you. Um, to it kind of that's what determines if you really believe in this in a way, you know. But I think that's so good, and that and the fact that you're starting to wrestle with some of those things is, I think, evidence of the Spirit moving in you because that means that you you believe and you want to make something different about you, you know.
1: I really wish that I could put it in, you know, in different terms. But to me, it's it's just very very simple. It's um it's that willingness to offer yourself up. Um, for all the reasons we're talking about, it can feel very scary in the moment to develop relationships um, or to put yourself in a position to bring or to desire to bring others to Christ. Yeah. Um, but if you have that community, if you have that you know, accountability and that you make yeah, it fun with huge. others, you know, um, huge. yeah, there's some really neat things that can happen. And right. it's kind of, uh, you know, don't let the volleyball fall to the floor, right? Exactly. Set, bump, spike.
0: Well, and thinking about the spike, I mean, and... I think when when we're saying we need to spike it, I I don't think that means something very specific as much as it just means the full realization of living out the gospel. And it could mean, maybe it does mean, you know, you have that conversation where someone accepts Christ for the first time. I mean, that's the first thing maybe that comes to my mind. But it might be something totally different depending on where that person's at and what that person needs. You have no idea what part of, you know, the process that you're speaking into someone's life. You may be planting a seed that is not fully, you know, Grown and for years down the line.
1: Yes, there's not a time frame that's right. That's connected to the spike. It's more or less in my mind. It's you've already t- the work's been done. Now go enjoy the conversations and the journey
0: that comes out of it. Totally. Yeah. So one of the things that um, is is a part of that journey for people is baptism, and obviously we we do infant baptisms here for members of our community that are born. Um, you know, while while their family is a part of Providence, which is always such a really beautiful thing. I remember the first baptism we did in person this year. After we had not been meeting online, it was just this really cool covenant promise that we got to see for the first time in so long. That was, I don't know, it was really cool to be a part of in that way. Um, and one thing that um, we've been talking through as we think about what are the effects of this mission that we want to see. And one of those things is actually adult baptisms of reaching people that have, you know, not um, walked with the Lord for their lives, um, getting to see them make a change and have them turn their lives to the Lord and get to baptize them in the Holy Spirit um, together as an adult. And so, a question that I want to ask for you is: What does that? How does that make you feel if you were able to walk with somebody and you invest in this person and you s- get to see them come to Jesus? Um, and then they reach out to the family and then their family comes to Christ and it's a Sunday morning. We're here at Providence and we got this whole family of six adults and they're all getting baptized here. What is that feeling like for you? What are you thinking? And maybe the biggest question is like, do you believe something like that is possible here that we could see those kinds of things happen in this community moving forward?
1: That's a big question, Tyler. I know. Um, You know, my first reaction is just, wow, what a, what a beautiful experience, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I was sitting in a congregation and I was seeing an adult baptism or several adult baptisms happening, you know, my, I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about these people and their lives, and I'm thinking about what has happened that has allowed Jesus to mold their hearts in a way that as adults they, they feel that, that hunger, that commitment to, to ask Him to be a part of their life um so there's there's definitely something that I think for myself and probably for many in the congregation that's really also very supportive and filling of for mm-hmm. ourselves as well right mm-hmm. um I think it's just really amazing how God will work if you allow him to work through you yeah and and I mean that more even as a congregational sense than as like a a me sense mm-hmm. um but no, there's no doubt in my mind that these things are happening right now. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think going back to your first question, you know, where do you feel challenged and what's been happening? I think there's a genuine desire that's growing in my heart. And I think there's a genuine desire that's growing in the heart of Providence the saying that we want to be a part of this. We don't want to sit on the sidelines, we don't want to watch these opportunities go by. But there's something very genuine that we want to support, commit create these opportunities to yeah. see something like this happen, right?
0: Exactly. Um, exactly.
1: It, and I think if there's that genuine love here, it's just a matter of time before we start seeing the, the missional opportunities actually like become real, right? Mm-hmm. Have a very much of a physical presence and, and perhaps even become... Um, part of our identity as a congregation normal yeah normal right so we talk about this you're like how would you feel like (laughs) well it's like scoring a touchdown right yeah no it it probably becomes much more like about how we worship and interact with god daily and -hmm. how we interact with our community at least i would Mm -hmm. hope that's yeah that's
0: right that's just that's a i think that's i don't think anyone could disagree with that vision of wanting to see that happen um But it requires, as we've been talking about this whole time, there's a denial of self and there's a cost to it. Um, And we have to be willing to say, I believe, number one, that this is possible. Mm -hmm. I believe that 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 hypothetical situation is possible. I mean, it's hypothetical the way we're talking about, but that is something that is very... I think we want that to be such a real part of our community. Um, Does it mean we have to sacrifice time? Does it mean we have to give up something? It probably does. But the experience of being a part of God's community in that way and seeing people change their eternal destiny um, and being a part of the Bride of Christ in that way and seeing a family get baptized in the Lord um, and celebrating their faith, Uh, man, that makes me want to cry because I think that is how we were created to serve the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So when I speak, sometimes I, uh, I, I I like to see things in an overview, and I like the excitement. Um, but if you pause, there's nothing superficial about this experience, mm-hmm. and there's nothing superficial about the commitment. It's you talked about sacrifice earlier. Um, I think with any relationship, but even more so um, when it comes to you know a missional calling or bringing others to Christ. Yeah, there's deep level commitment, right? Mm-hmm. It it starts off with the, what's your favorite book, but it gets into a much more intimate level of, of a relationship and accountability and spiritual journey and discussion. And I'm, and, and not always an easy discussion either. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think you have a really good point in kind of saying, Hey, you know, there's certain aspects that seem kind of fun or a little bit fast, but in reality it's, yeah, you gotta be willing to put something on the table You do to make this happen.
0: You do. And um, in our conversation that we had with Neil a few weeks ago, he always, in walking with people that are entering into this um, this missional lifestyle for the first time, he always makes that very clear. And for him, it's, it's, it's a little bit more on an organizational level, like, hey, this is going to cost you something huge. Um, but that's kind of what he starts with because I think um, we have to be sort of understanding of that. Um, but I think all of us are willing to do that when we see what the outcome could be for us mm-hmm. as a church, um, and that's just what we are praying for, for us as a body, that we, we would be willing to do it and do it together, and again, it's not it's not me, it's not Eric, it's the church together, and what a beautiful thing to be able to hold each other accountable and to walk with one another in doing this. I think there's something really cool on the horizon, and, you know, if if we keep our—it's easy to get focused on Um, the failures maybe, or what we deem in our own minds as unsuccessful attempts or anything like that. But if I want to keep my mind on these six adults getting baptized together, like that's what I want to keep my mind on because that's amazing. And if I can, if I can cultivate that in my heart that I believe this is going to happen and I believe that through the work of the church this is this will happen, God will move in this way mm-hmm. and may, and I'm thinking about that it might be something even bigger, maybe something even more impactful. Um, that's what that's what compels me and motivates me to give I'll give up anything for that. you know I'll give up my, I'll give up my football I'll <laughs> give up you know what I mean? Like it, so it seems so irrelevant when you put it in those terms. Um, and I think that's we just have to keep keep our minds focused on what is the work of the Spirit doing. And how is he going to use me to do that?
1: What is the work of the Spirit doing? I think, to me, that's like the most powerful part, right? Mm. And so kind of in our conversation earlier, we are talking about what can we do to, you know, cultivate. It's not us cultivating. We're just allowing ourselves to be part of the the journey, right? Totally. You know, God's doing the work. Um, I'm a huge believer that there needs to be a genuine internal motivation for each each believer in Christ, okay? Mm -hmm. And... I don't think you can go out and convince somebody. Oh, we know. No, you you, yeah. you live the life and you share, right? And you develop that desire and that hunger. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you allow the spirit to develop that hunger within them. Mm-hmm. So I, um, no, I, I think you hit a really good point yeah. right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we're just praying for all of us um, as the leadership, obviously as a member of the staff, as a member of the executive elders that. That this conversation is including uh, today, but even beyond that, there's there's a prayer team that meets every Wednesday night. That's praying with members of the community. Um, they pray with the staff on Tuesday, um, Thursday mornings, and I just believe that when we come together and trust the Lord, um, He can perform miracles, and He will perform miracles through us. And so that's what we. We want to see the miracle of of baptism. We want to see the miracle of people getting to accept Christ for the first time, and we want to be a part of that. Um, and that's really that's all it comes down to. And we're excited to just see where this road leads. Um, and excited to see uh, how you continue to serve the church in your role here.
1: Hey, hey, Tyler, do you think anybody who's listening to this, I, I wish they could see the smiles in the room, <laughs> right? Because like yeah. this conversation is once like you know. I can even see Ellie smile behind the mask right, right now. Her totally. eyes are smiling at me <laughs> as we're having this because there's something just incredibly beautiful um mm-hmm. about, you know, about this missional mindset yeah. of of connecting and uh yeah. Yeah, walking 100%. with somebody in their journey with Christ. Yeah, absolutely.
0: 100%. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Would you pray for us and our for our church before we before we head out this this I, evening?
1: I would absolutely love to. Cool. All right. Dear Father, I want to I wanna thank you for this opportunity to get together. I want to thank you for everything that life provides us, the challenges and the struggles, the rewards and the relationships, and just the opportunities to come together um, to talk about life, uh, to have a podcast, to find ways to connect and new ways to connect effectively with your community. Lord, I want to pray specifically for Ellie and Tyler as they continue on with these podcasts. I want to pray for anybody that gets involved for the authenticity of the conversation. I want to, at the very most, just say how thankful and how grateful I am for you being a part of all of our lives. Mm. In your name I pray, Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that you are having a great day wherever you are, and hope to see you next week. Take care.